This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello and welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast where we talk about the Inheritance Cycle or Aragon books page-by-page and chapter-by-chapter. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Shelby or Sheikup. And before we get started, let me remind you that you can join our Discord, the Cups Podcasting and more, and come and hang out with us. We'd also really appreciate it if you leave us some ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify, if you leave us five words, if you leave us five stars and some kind words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. So today we're talking about the chapter Capture at Gilead, which begins with Aragon and Murtag riding and it's painful for Aragon. We learn that Murtag's horse, Tornak, is named after the man who taught him to fight, which will come up later. Uh, we also learn that that Murtag is very guarded with his past. They don't share anything with this kind of like unspoken consent. Like Murtag doesn't reveal anything. Aragon doesn't reveal anything. We learn that Murtag is very familiar with basically the political nature of the empire. And then they kind of travel for a week without anything happening. Uh, And he didn't dream of the woman again. Uh, They go past uh, Urubane and just kind of skirt around it, but we do get to see it. Aragon turns 16, and he kind of says about all of his kind of changes that are happening to him. And then Aragon is healed, and he asks Murtag to spar with him, basically showing that he can use more magic and blocking Murtag's edge. And we learn that Murtag is very skilled with the sword, and they have a really intense duel and Murtag compliments Aragon's swordsmanship and we learn then they discuss and decide that Murtag will go into Gilead and bring Dormid and then they do that and they leave and he comes back and says that they need to meet him soon uh, and that someone recognized Murtag in the city his friend and then they kind of sit there and then they're attacked by Urgles again and they're knocked unconscious as Aragon says, fly, Sephira, which was very reminiscent of fly, you fools. And that's the end of the chapter. I agree. Um, it was very reminiscent of fly, you fools. So agree very much. Um, there were a lot of things I thought that were interesting about this chapter. It was nowhere near as heavy, I felt, as the previous chapter, even though they're um, going into Gilead and trying to get to the Varden is super serious still. 
but I think perhaps the most interesting part of this chapter is the lines about Aragon and Murtag never exploring about and never talking about their past. And I think mm-hmm. that deep down, deep down, they both know that if they talk about their past, they're not going to be able to be friends anymore. Right. And I think that this confirms or begins to confirm my prediction from last time, which was talking about Murtag being the son of someone very important in the Empire. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair conclusion, especially since he has this knowledge of political workings of the Empire, which kind of lends itself to believe that, okay, you have some kind of noble something happening in here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I also thought it was interesting that like Aragon is so wanted now that he is wearing disguises when he goes into places and he's looking for this woman in his dreams so much so that he's going to every prison in a town. If he like reaches a town, he's going to the prison there and he is searching for this woman and so i feel like this is almost reaching like a paranoid obsession at this point like he has never met this woman in real life he has no real like proof that she even exists that she's more than a dream he is just like channeling this energy into the into the search right um, also interesting that they were moving toward the capital, like as they're going to Gilead or is it Gilead or Gilead? I didn't hear a difference in how you said them. Okay. Okay. Never mind then. Um, also something I reflected on is Aragon's reflection about his birthday. Like he turns 16 and he's like, well, I guess I'm an adult now. Like here are all the things. Well, he doesn't go into detail, but he's t- thinking about like, if I was still in Carvajal, like, I'm thinking about the things I would be doing as I'm like officially an adult. And I'm just like, Aragon, you were an adult a long time ago, like a long, long time ago. You were an adult, regardless yeah. of your age. Definitely, definitely. And then my last thoughts before we kind of get into the conversation about the Urgles is like, it's interesting that Murtag doesn't want Aragon to go into the city. Like Murtag is very concerned for Aragon's safety. Again, this is like his emotional streak, I think. Um, and Murtag is very upset when he returns back to their campsite because he saw someone that he knew. And not only did he see someone he knew, but this person was a gossip. Um, and so he knows that like, it's going to get out Word is going to get out that he was here and probably the empire is going to descend upon Gilead even more than they already are. So there's all that. Um, and now it's time to talk about the Urkels. So I think you get a little bit of your confirmation of a theory of yours. Which theory? That the Urkels are working for the empire. Mm. I've, gonna be really honest i forgot that i said that Mm -hmm. but yeah no i think that there is a little bit of that i also i just was thinking so much about aragon's response to the urgles more than i even like i didn't even give a consideration to the urgles response to aragon you know what i mean like i was so focused on comparing this fight with the urgles to his very first one 
that I didn't even think about them at all. Because I do feel like in comparison to Aragon's first fight, like, look how much he's grown. You know, he's grown so much in response. Um, And he's able to take on like six Urgles at once, whereas he barely got out from a fight with one at the beginning of the book. Right. I think that is, it's a fair point. Well, what are your thoughts on the Urgles? Um, I think this is an interesting parallel from the last time that we see the Urgles as well, in that this is the first time that, like, since there was that brief encounter in Yazwick where he's, like, had another person with him to fight the Urgles. Because the last time he was by himself, and this time he has Murtag and Saphira there. And, like, we get this kind of more, like, blow-by-blow, and, like, Aragon is fighting like a fighter, not like a kid who doesn't know what he's doing. Like, this last paragraph that's in there where he's, like, Steel clashed loudly as Murtag attacked the Urgles. Aragon tried to join him but was blocked by four of the monsters. The first one swung a sword at his shoulder. He ducked the blow and killed the Urgle with magic. He caught the second one in the throat with Zarak, wheeled wily, and slashed the third through the heart. As he did, the fourth Urgle rushed him, swinging a heavy club. And, like, this, he does lose this fight because he gets knocked unconscious by the fourth Urgle, but he just killed three of them in a few seconds. Right, exactly. And, like, they, I think they now know that he is a force to be reckoned with because, like, at first only one appears and then the group appears to kind of overwhelm him during the fight with the first one. And so I'm like, okay, well, they're learning too. Right, it's interesting. Um, it's very interesting and again like Aragon's getting knocked out again like this boy and these head concussions that are happening I know he's gonna become a serial killer childhood trauma head injuries yeah the only one that he doesn't have is cruelty to animals so we gotta watch him yep Uh, So do you have any other thoughts or should we move into your predictions? I think we can move into predictions. All right. Uh, So what do you got? So I really have two. Um, The first one is we've kind of already touched on, but I think that Aragon and Murtag's refusal to discuss their pasts will definitely be a problem later when the truth inevitably comes out. That That is an adept and thoughtful prediction. Yeah, it's 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 happening. I know it's happening. And then my second prediction is that I do think that Murtag will end up going to the Varden eventually. Yeah. That's another good prediction. Who knows what will happen? No one knows what's going to happen next, except I know what's going to happen next. Well, now I know I'm right because whenever whenever you Whenever I say something that you're trying to, like, get me to not think I'm right, you just talk a lot. And that word vomit gave it away. I revealed nothing. I am like a rock. All right. Well, do you have any last thoughts? Um, No, that's it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. We will see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups Podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you. May the stars watch over you and may peace live in your heart.